Hey, what's up, y'all? It is Will here at Schedule Fly, and for the second time in a pretty short uh, period here, uh, I have Hunter Wiggins with me at Session Bar down in Tuscaloosa, Alabama, and not that long ago, we got to share his story, uh, love his story, love his fire, his enthusiasm, his entrepreneurial drive, his philosophies on business, and... That was a lot of fun, and then next thing you know, we're here we are in the middle of this COVID mess. So um, we're here on April 27th, and um, he was just telling me before we started talking that you know they're waiting on an announcement from the governor of Alabama to determine you know when the state's going to kind of reopen and who can and who can't, and you know we're all uh, all around the country right now. We're starting to see glimmers of this, and different states taking different approaches. So. Uh, curious to learn about this and see what's going on down there so hunter thanks for taking the time to do this man uh not a problem will thanks for having me back on and uh really enjoyed our last conversation and um you know we really appreciate you inviting me back to talk a little bit about uh alabama and you know kind of share a little bit about how our business is going to operate depending on what our governor and our mayor says because we're right now from what we understand the mayor is going to make an announcement tomorrow the 28th and from there, she's after the mayor. I mean, the governor makes an announcement. Our mayor is going to make an announcement about how the city of Tuscaloosa is going to reopen. Um, so we're interested to see if she puts the reopen in the hands of the mayors and lets every city kind of open up on their own will, or if she's going to make a blanket order similar. I think the way the governor of Georgia did where he just kind of opened up everything. Yeah. Um, now don't quote me on that, but I believe that's what he did. He just said all salons, bars, beaches, everything can open back up. So we're, we've been putting our plans together for how we're going to operate. I think it's pretty standard in Alabama that from what I understand they're they're going to get, make it, uh, some combination for bars and restaurants to be a 50% capacity as long as you can keep people, I think, a meter or two meters away. So, you know, either three and a half to six feet away from each other. Um, partitions, things like that. So your seating is really going to depend on um, how big your space is, 50% of the capacity of your, your fire code. But it's also going to be judged on can you keep people X amount of feet away from each other and still have that 50% capacity. Okay. Now, this stuff is really interesting to me because let's let's break that down. I'm very curious your thoughts or, or just how you execute on this. So 50% capacity um, and then having people be a certain distance apart. Well, okay. But then let's say you have I'm, – I'm trying to understand the logic behind this stuff because if you have – People come in and they're from, you know, if I come in with my friends, okay, I haven't seen them in a while. So I come in, I've got three of my friends from three different households. We're not, you know, we're together at a table while we may be six feet apart from another table. We're now right on top of each other. I'm trying to understand how they're, how they're making these decisions. I mean, and I know you don't know, I'm just curious what you're hearing and how y'all plan to operate under that. I understand it's, we can't have any groups larger than six, but. If you come in a group, even if you come from three separate households and you three want to sit with each other, you don't have to be six feet apart from each other. Yeah. That's the way okay. I've interpreted it. Yeah. It's keeping the groups apart from each other. Yeah. Um, so, and, you know, because they, it's there's no way it can't be that, you know, it has to be that um, because there's no way that anybody could um, have six people. at a t- You'd have to have an 18 foot table to sit six people at. 
to keep you know to keep yeah. people uh, three to six feet apart. So that's kind of what we've interpreted. We've you know, and they've also said they're partitions. So we luckily we went. Uh, when we built our booths, we kind of made the, the tops go up pretty high to where you couldn't look over the booth and see somebody sitting. So from what I understand, that counts as a partition, and we're going to be able to sit people in the booths all next to each other as long as there's a barrier between the two parties. Okay. So we're actually going to go get some other solid barriers and, and put in between some of the lounge area seats. So when you're sitting in an area, there's a, a solid... Um, wood partition that's going to be separating your group from another group to completely limit any sort of cross-contamination. We're actually, to start off with, we're going to take out all bar seats, mm. and we're we've, we're going to uh, pivot to a, a full table service model, which I'm reading a lot of the stuff they're doing in Hong Kong, and they're doing in South Korea and Sweden and places like that. That's part of the, they wanted to get rid of, out of, rid of bar seats and have all table service. Um, so, you know, you got to be real, we're going to be really strict with it. And um, I think we, you really got to uh, set the tone to make sure that the people coming in your establishment uh, know that they don't have to be fearful when they come in because you're going to be doing things the right way. And I think it's really going to be critical for everybody in the industry to do things the right way because all it takes is one person doing things the wrong way and the news to write an article, uh, six people catch coronavirus from um, restaurant XYZ and then people are going to think that, oh, we don't need to go to restaurants because we're going to catch coronavirus. Mm. Um, so I, I think that, you know, we going being very strict and going above and beyond is going to be very critical for our industry nationwide uh, to start out with and um, kind of slowing everything down having more control uh, more organization and uh, really you know just accepting that making some money is better than none and doing things the right way is going to have more dividends because the I think I'm not in the restaurant industry I don't have food but I know that speaking with my colleagues in town that do own restaurants their biggest fear is to get open operate for six weeks and then be shut back down because you have this massive infection spike yep so I think that you know it's that's that's the big worry and that we need to make sure that we go above beyond and do everything the right way right out the gate and slow everything down because that is it might not be a death punch for me but i know that it that's going to cripple some some restaurants you said you've been reading about what folks have been doing overseas what do you where are you reading stuff and where are you trying to collect information and learn from what's happening elsewhere and where have you seen the most success so when I get a lot of my information from a different, a lot of different sources, um, you know, just Google, just Googling and, and reading what some of these people are doing. Um, Reddit has a lot of really good insight as far as what some of these places are doing overseas. There's a, a subreddit called Reddit Bartender, and that's where Reddit. I picked up the uh, Hong Kong where they were. They took out all the bar seats and moved okay. to a 50% capacity and um, did all table service to start with, which I, I think is, you know, the the reason I think people are hesitant about letting bars open up is they think when you think of a bar, you think of six people gathered around a bar, yep. like the, the actual bar standing around drinking beer, drinking cocktails, having a good time. Um, and why restaurants are allowed to open up first is because, you know, you, you walk into a restaurant, you have a host, they seat you at your table, you have a waiter, you 
you literally at a restaurant you don't get up and go from table to table hanging out with different people you sit at your table with your group and -hmm. then you just get up to go use the restroom and come back so i think that that's probably the direction that uh, a lot of bars are going to have to pivot to starting out with um to be able to be allowed to serve and you know every state's different but if i um, i'm kind of banking on um that's being some of the the rules that the bars in Tuscaloosa are going to have to follow. Okay, gotcha. Now, have you, you've not been able to do takeout with drinks in Alabama, have you? So, they allowed us to sell. They essentially turned us into makeshift package stores. We were allowed to sell up to one liter of liquor to go. Okay. Um, we we did have the we do have the entertainment district in Tuscaloosa, which on Thursday, Fridays, I mean Friday, Saturdays, and Sundays. From noon to 10 o'clock at night, you're allowed to sell to-go drinks. So okay. you can come in and you can get a drink and then you can walk around downtown. You, you know, obviously when the coronavirus wasn't here, you could go shopping. We, we have this nice, what we call government plaza. It's a big, nice little park in the middle of downtown. People go lay, lay towel, uh, towels and blankets down and sit down and get drinks and go out there and sit and listen to music and things like that. Um, but we were, we were selling some cocktail kits, um, uh, selling some of our house made syrups with fresh squeezed juices and go ahead and mixing the mixture together and selling the bottle of liquor and kind of giving our customers the ability to buy these cocktails, um, that we sell at our bar, give them the ability to mix them at home. And, uh, so we had some success with that, but when our mayor, uh, put in a 24 hour, uh, stay at home order, we, even though we could have kept doing it, we decided to comply with them to hopefully um, help lower the infection rate so we can get back to doing what we love, which is, you know, serving people inside our bar room, not liquor to go. Gotcha. Now, are the are there students still there? So there's a lot of students have actually come back. Okay. Um, they when when we we did this, we kind of um, shut our bars down on spring break when our students were away. Um, and so once we shut our bars down, we didn't have a lot come back, but we've slowly, you go to the, the Publix on campus right now, uh, it's, there's a lot more students in town than you would think. And right now, from what I understand there, I think the, the university is planning on having summer classes, like in having students in class the second semester of the summer. Um, obviously that, that can change very easily. Um, but so I think a lot of kids have come back because one is it's not nearly as, um, strict here as it is in a lot of these cities that they live in. Um, you're at least allowed to go to the park here, dog park. You can go hiking, swimming, fishing, things like that. Um, so I think that they've kind of, they've had, they had leases here through next year. So I think a lot of them have just decided to come back and instead of staying at home in their parents' basement, uh, come here and at least be able to, um, have somewhat of, more of a normal life than they would in places like New York and Chicago and Pittsburgh and places like that. Gotcha. Okay. Um, what have you, I, I know there's temporary changes that you're obviously making that you've articulated for the business. What do you think about long-term? How do you plan for something where we just don't know so much? Yeah, right. Um, I think that the, the long-term is, I think this is going to change, um, I'm a little more optimistic than a lot of people. I think that, that we're going to have a new norm and then we're going to figure out the new norm. And once we figure out how to live with it, it it'll become normal. 
Um, I do think the main thing is the long term is specifically in the South. We're a shake hand, make eye contact. We hug, we hug you and we say hello and goodbye. And yep. I think a lot of that's going to change. I, I think that moving forward that even when this is over with, people are going to be a little less, uh, uh, about hugging and shaking hands than they were. I think that it's really going to put a lot of emphasis specific on, you know, make it, people are going to want to make sure that everything is going to be neat, clean, and organized. I think you're going to see a lot of businesses that um, have shown that they're, they're the, the, the cleaner, they take more pride in the, the little things are going to have uh, more long-term success than the, the ones that you can tell that they're just put alcohol on a shelf and are going with it because they sell alcohol in a college town and they know they can make money because of it. Yeah, it's a good point, man. It's interesting uh, being from the South as well and always appreciating uh, the handshake, the look in the, I mean, gosh, I've got three kids. I've raised them on that. Um, it's, I think you're probably right. It breaks my heart, but I think you're probably right. And and, it, and I hope I'm not. I'm I'm you know like I said I'm I'm a lot more optimistic than a lot of people. Um, I'm I'm optimistic that we can you know get a vaccine. We can uh, get every whether it's a vaccine or a, a way of treating the virus and making sure that you know maybe maybe things will be weird for six twelve months, but. When we have when we do this podcast in two years from now, we're sitting back looking and laughing and saying, "Man, that was a weird time," and I'm glad things are back to normal. Um, because you know, there's a lot a lot of people that think that never things are never going to get back to the way they were. I'm I'm a little more optimistic they will. I think it's going to be a while. Um, but hey, all all we have is optimism, especially especially if you're in the hospitality industry at this point. Um, if you got to be optimistic, because you, you know that's all all we really got. Um, can't, can't let, um, you can't let, you can't let everything get you down because the minute you let it get you down, then that means that you're already halfway there to losing. Oh, and you're on a fast track to it. You're going to lose your creativity and your motivation and your drive and your energy and all those things matter so much, particularly when you're an entrepreneur. I think, Mm -hmm. you know, um, I tend to agree with you, Hunter. People, it's easy to project this forward when you're in the middle of this but and that's natural but we're not designed to live on edge and we're not designed to be antisocial. uh you know just in general i mean humans are you know we like to it's why we like going to restaurants and bars and so people are gonna eventually be i think after enough of this people are gonna say you know what i'm I'm tired of this, you know, <laughs> and, um, take the right, we'll all be as a consumer and as a business, I think we'll all be better and wiser about this stuff and, and be just more aware uh, of the types of practices that we need to put into place as consumers and as businesses. But I, I'm with you on the optimism. I mean, you look at the Spanish flu, you know, which was awful a hundred years ago and, people got past that and they got back to normal and this, you know, it became a thing of the past and it was a thing that happened. And I hope and, that you're right, that that's what will happen this time too. We'll see. And but. you know, and it's kind of, kind of funny. We did this podcast that you talk about humans are resilient and we overcome a lot. Well, nine years ago today, uh, the city of Tuscaloosa was ravaged by a F5 tornado. Um, yeah. yeah. Uh, April 27th, uh, 2011. Um, it completely destroyed. I mean, just absolutely destroyed Tuscaloosa, Alabama. 
Um, and you know, and things, things were different, but nine years later, it Tuscaloosa is back to normal and it's, it was way quicker than nine years, but you know, it, we, we didn't let that fear keep us from, from coming together and building our city again and bringing everything back to the way it was. Um, so I, I think that, you know, everything's on different scales, you know, uh, we've overcome a lot in America. And I think this is going to be another thing that is going to test our mettle as uh, society and as humans. But, you know, we're, we're very resilient creatures. And I think that we're going to be able to get over this. And I can't put a time, uh, a time on it, but eventually we will get back to where things are, are normal again. Um, and we're going to, you know, hey, that's what we have doctors and engineers for is to solve problems, right? Yeah, that's right, man. That's right. Yeah, I, I love the well, look to to start a business, to run a business. You you have to to be a successful entrepreneur. You have to be optimistic, and you have to think as positively as possible, and you have to stay that way through tough times. And this, especially when something comes out of nowhere, which this did, uh, mm-hmm. completely unplanned for. But that's you know nothing we can change about that but yeah don't bet against america i I agree with you i mean we've we've been through a lot and we'll go through a lot and you know we tend to pull together with these things and figure out a way and you know one of the good things about this too is it it's not just here it's it's basically the entire world trying to figure out the solution to this problem so um that's kind of the first time in history that we've really had the ability for the every country in the world trying to solve the same problem and mm-hmm. the connectedness we have to help share those solutions so i'm with you man i like it i like the fact that you know it's it's tough to be optimistic through stuff like this and you can you know if you watch too much news you, you you're on social media too much in the wrong places you can probably or you know the wrong reddit string or whatever you can probably see a lot of a lot of negativity but uh i'm glad that you're able to stay positive and thanks for the reddit mention you know i haven't even i haven't thought of that i've just never really been dialed into reddit but that's a good place to learn i'm glad you mentioned that it is um it's got a lot of good information you gotta gotta watch out because some like you said talk about the negativity um you you'll get caught in the echo chamber in there and and you'll you'll go down a black hole but if um it's still if you can sift through the right things um there's a lot of good information uh i mean a, a lot of different things i mean whatever your craft is uh hobbies things like that yeah yeah that's a good tip man um all right dude well so well look it's nice to finally be at a point where we're starting to see some flashes of light we're having governors talk about reopening on a schedule we we have summer coming up we have some some things to latch on to and be hopeful for and I love the positive vibes, man. I appreciate you jumping on here and sharing that. We all need that right now. And the more of it we get, the more of it we consume and absorb ourselves, and the more of it we can share with others around us. So you're a positive force here, Hunter, and I think a lot of people appreciate that, man. I am. Um, and, you know, and I'll finish. The last thing I'll say is that uh, to piggyback on that, my, my grandfather taught me a long time ago that um, it's easy to feel sorry for yourself. And so that's kind of the – the attitude that I've had is that, you know, the, the easy way out is feeling sorry for yourself. Uh, and so we, you know, you just have to adapt and stay positive and, and keep 
pivot and keep moving forward and trying to uh, change your life to make sure that you can be as successful as possible. Um, you know, here's the thing about life. It very rarely goes the way you want it to go. So you have to be able to adapt, and this is just another thing, and hopefully we'll be able to, to pivot. We'll be able to change the way we operate in the new norm. We'll be able to have some success and come out on the other side, and uh, a lot of really good businesses are going to survive this, and it's going to make our community a lot stronger because of it. Amen, man. I, I, you know what? I, 20 years ago, if you told me that a bar could be successful with if smoking were not allowed inside the bar, I would have been like, yeah, right, man. I mean, like, I, I'm old enough to remember when, like, you know, a lot of people in a bar were smoking, and it, you didn't even think about it. It was like, oh, yeah, well, people were in the bar. Of course they're smoking. And uh, now you don't see it anywhere. And, and you know, we, we adapt, we change, we adjust, we get better, we get stronger, we get wiser. You're doing that. A lot of folks are doing that. And that's how we're going to get through this, man. So, Hunter, dude, I appreciate it. Good luck with uh, the next week or two uh, with the announcement and everything and, and making the adjustments. If you need anything, man, you got myself, of course. You know where I'm at. I am. I'm always happy to help with anything. Well, I can't thank you enough, man. And uh, I, I'm looking forward to the third time we get to do this after all this is over with and we can kind of talk about how, how we how we all overcame and we get to have a laugh about it and you know, maybe maybe next year we'll get to go to the SFA and have that cocktail that uh, I yes, promise you. Dude, I I very much look forward to that. Hey, do me a favor, man, when you have a chance, no rush, you got a lot going on, but uh, if you check out our Instagram, we're doing uh, pandemic selfies for the every every episode we post, we're putting a selfie on there, so uh, grab one or get somebody to take a pic of when you have when you have a chance and uh, we'll pop it up there when we post your episode. I got it, man. I'll uh I'll get, you know, I'm going to the bar today, so I'll make sure I uh I get one today and get it sent to you, all right? Appreciate it, man. All right, see you, Hunter. All right, Will. Take care. Bye.